Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, everybody. Scott Luton here with you on Supply Chain Now. Hope you're doing well. Hey, what a great episode we've got teed up today. It comes to us from our Supply Chain is Boring series, which is on hiatus right now. Host Chris Barnes sat down with a brilliant author, Megan Preston Meyer, who has written a collection of unique children's books that I just love. In fact, I've recently ordered three of them, including one which arrived earlier today that is entitled, Twas the Month Before Christmas, A Supply Chain Carol. In fact, the whole series of books focus on global supply chain management concepts. I just love that. It's so important to expose our children to a wide variety of professions and industries, as you never know what experience will create a eureka moment for them and open a window of opportunity that could lead to a very fulfilling career. Chris and I saw it firsthand on many occasions, as back before the pandemic, we built and ran a program we entitled Supply Chain 101 that took teams of supply chain professionals and volunteers, our dear volunteers, into dozens of elementary schools to present supply chain concepts to hundreds and hundreds of students. What an incredible experience. Those conversations with our young people that were connecting the dots, man, they were just so rewarding. I bet these wonderful books by Megan Preston Meyer are helping our kids have similar epiphanies. So hopefully you enjoy this great conversation between Chris and Megan from about 10 months ago. So thanks for joining us and enjoy. Hello, this is Chris, the Supply Chain Doctor. Today I have a unique guest, Megan Preston Meyer, to learn more about her book. Uh, She's written a children's book, actually a book series on supply chain management. It's very interesting. I read the book. It's a very interesting topic. Uh, It's very well communicated to the audience, which I I expect we'll learn more about the audience target. But it's well, well written, short, easy read. Uh, I think it's targeted for the uh, for children. I don't know exactly which range. We'll find that out. But I want to introduce Megan. So Megan, thanks for investing time with me to learn more about your book, the, the book that I read, FIFO Saves the Day, and it's a subtitled A Supply Chain Jane Adventure. Is it Supply Chain Jane or Supply Jane? Adventure? Supply Jane. Supply yeah, Jane. Supply Jane. Adventure. It is. Yeah, Supply Chain Adventure. I apologize for that, but I got Supply Chain on the mind. So. Again, thanks for investing time with me. Before we uh, learn about you, let, let's just talk about the book, what it is and, and kind of why you wrote it. The book is called FIFO Saves the Day, A Supply Jane Adventure. And it's like it says, it's a little adventure story with Supply Jane, the main character, and then her canine companion, FIFO. And in FIFO Saves the Day, FIFO takes the stage and he helps out with um, some inventory management principles helps teach one of the characters as well as the the kids who are reading it about first in first out and how to effectively um, manage your dragon eggs so it's interesting i the concept is is very easily communicated i read the book it's i've marked down 22 pages Uh, it's very well written easy to read and it does talk about the first in first out principle and stock rotation how did you conceptualize this i mean it's a great message how did you come up with the idea 
The idea actually came about um, because I like puns. Originally, originally, I was talking with my husband and we were trading supply chain puns, as one does. We were talking about just-in-time delivery and we thought, oh, just-in-time would be a great superhero. And then we were thinking, well, a superhero needs an adventure. And we went off on this long trail and came up with a story. And so then I thought, okay, actually a supply chain story is kind of a supply chain story is kind of cool, but looked it up just in time. The name was already taken. There's evidently a um, Canadian cartoon show that was active from 2011 to 2016 and stole my original title. So I had to go back to the drawing board and came up with Supply Jane as the new hero. And I like her even better. So once I had the hero and decided she had her sidekick FIFO, then the story kind of came from there. FIFO needed to needed something to do. That's where That's, FIFO Saves the Day came from. Yeah, and I caught that. I, I thought that was the case, the pun FIFO or Fido. Fido is a typical dog name, I guess. Is that yeah, that exactly. Of, yeah. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. FIFO. And anybody in supply chain management is going to understand the concept of FIFO and, and actually what they, what they do. So again, I keep looking at my book here because it, it's, it's also the graphics are, are very good. I mean, it's, you know, it's good in terms of the children's book. So do you want to give a shout out to your, to your illustrator or? Yes. My illustrator is Aneta Amersdorfer. And she is incredible. She lives in Sofia, Bulgaria, actually. So we're a pretty international team. And I would say that I wrote the story, but so many of the little details, because there are, there are lots of dragons in the books. And she conceptualized the dragons and gave them, they, they're just little tiny Easter eggs and little things you pick up as you're looking through the book. There's some dragons that are painting their toenails or roasting marshmallows. And so she did an incredible job on putting all of these, these little hidden details into the book. And that's good for the, so what, who's the target audience? Do you have an age range? The, I would say, well, when I wrote the book, I was thinking more, I was targeting more at parents and oh. um, I don't have kids. And so I didn't, okay. you know, I don't know um, exactly how old of an age range this would be appropriate for, from my own experience, but friends and people who have, you know, bought the book and read it to their kids say that it's good for maybe, you know, four to eight. But then I also have people with 12 year olds who enjoyed it. And then people who have two year olds who maybe aren't quite grasping all of the intricacies of stock rotation quite yet, but they like the pictures and it's entertaining enough for them to to be read at bedtime. Again, yeah, I think it's the it's the younger audience. It only took me about three days to read the whole book, so I think an <laughs> audience can. And I'm kidding. And I'm kidding because it's so it's basically just notes written out there. But no, it's a good it's a good story, and I do think it translates well. And I do remember I looked at something. I think it was your website, or it says here's what mommy does all day at work. So that when you said for parents, I think that I remembered that quote. So is that kind of why, well, even though you don't have children, that's what you did it for is to explain careers perhaps? Yeah, there's a there's a big trend in children's literature these days. STEM is is all the rage and STEM, I think it stands for science, technology, engineering and math. And so it's this it's not just entertaining kids, it's not just a nice bedtime story, but there's an educational aspect. And I wanted to do something that would help 
you know, that, like I said, that would help parents explain what they do to their children. It's very easy if you're a doctor or a lawyer or, um, you know, or you wear a uniform, that kids can grasp that a little bit more easily. But if you're a procurement manager or you are, a, you know, a supply chain analyst, that's a little bit harder to, to explain. And so I thought this would be a good tool to, to kind of get the conversation started, to relate it to something that kids can understand that they see every day with first in first out that's you know you can read about it in a book you can also go to the grocery store and when you're buying milk you can you know point out the expiration dates and and kind of talk about these concepts and that I think helps parents and then it also helps kids to start thinking about all of these little hidden concepts that you know make the world go round and are there if you look for them but just aren't front and center all the time. You could you could be a child psychologist as well perhaps or or a family (laughs) A family psychologist getting parents to talk to their kids. <laughs> That's good. That's another, it's a hidden message, I think. Yeah. Uh, along with the, the dragons painting their toenails. So we've got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of hidden things. Yeah. Multifaceted. <laughs> Multifaceted. But yeah, the STEM, you're, you're spot on with the STEM. And, and especially getting females into STEM, I think, is a challenge globally, you know, at least in the States. Uh, so I, so I, I applaud you for that. I know you, you seem to have a, a, a female slant as well, you know, because in your, in your word, it says, here's what mommy does all day at work. So as opposed to what daddy does. So I, I think that was, a, I don't know if it's intentional, but uh, that's a good, a good focus as well. Yeah. And supply Jane is very, oh, I, supply I Jane. chose yeah. her as, um, you know, like she's a, a female, you know, kind of a yeah. plucky little heroine. You know, I didn't do it specifically just to get girls interested in supply chain um, or into, you know, like this, this type of career field. But I think it's, the default is so often boys that it's nice to, I would, I would hope that no one would look at the book and say, oh, you know, I'm not going to read this to my son because it's for girls. But at the same time, I didn't want to exclude, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to say, I'm not going to read it to my daughter because it's for boys. Yeah, I don't think that'll be a problem. But I, I just, I did appreciate the fact I have a one, I have a daughter. It's interesting when she was growing up, she's in college now, but when she was growing up, I used to on long road trips or whatever, you're looking for things to talk about besides pop culture. And I would tell her we had, we went through a phase, Megan, about three or four years where this, I would always have to tell her about how something got here. And, and we would, you know, I'd say, okay, we're having peanut butter and jelly for lunch. Right. And then she'd like, dad, how did this get here? So we'd have to go, and we went all the way back to the to the peanut farm, right? Oh, great, cool! And we'd walk through it, and then she'd say, "Well, Dad, how did it get from, you know, what what happened at the store? How did it, how did it get on the shelf? You know?" So we, we kind of so by the end, she had it all figured out. So that was a neat a neat concept as well. That's a really great. That's a wonderful activity. That's yeah. Great. That's why that's why this this book resonated with me as well. So I mean, I wasn't doing I was just doing it to fill a couple hours, but I guess it was working well. So she's in computers. She's in STEM now by the way, but that's, so I guess it, it did work a little bit. Cool. And yeah. We, we also, what, what else is interesting to me, we, in the States, we have, especially the Southeast, you know, I work with local schools, elementary schools to, we have a supply chain one-on-one program and it's more for like after school activities where we go in, I get some local professionals that are in the field and we go in and we take a couple hours and we simulate like uh, it's not the beer game. You've, you've heard of the beer game probably, mm-hmm. but it's more, we, we do, we are making lemonade. And we talk about the that's a little processes. more age appropriate. Probably. Yeah, that's a good, that's politically correct <laughs> as well. So, yeah, and we set them up in little groups, and they all they have little work hats, and some people run the factory, some people run the farms. 
Some people run the transportation. So we get them thinking about that. And it's a, it's a neat exercise. So oh, I, think I love that. That's that is that's a great, yeah, that's a wonderful initiative. Yeah, we're trying to tie this into, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about maybe we can get some books and offer those to the students as a prize or something like that. But that's, that's what I enjoy about it. That's why the book resonated with me. So I'm just excited that, uh, that I saw it. It's another, it's a part of a series, a short series for now, but a long series, I'm sure. What's the yep, next eventually. book you have? What's the next? The next book is called Supply Chain Clears the Way. That is, that will be released here in um, the end of October, October 26th. And this one is focused on bottlenecks. So a pretty hot topic these days. Again, the dragons are featured pretty prominently, but here Supply Jane and FIFO visit her uncle's dragon food factory and encounter a bottleneck. So this one is sort of like The Goal by Ellie Goldratt, if you know. Yeah, I was just going to say. I kind of wanted to say it's The Goal for Kids. Yeah, I was thinking Theory of Constraints as soon as you said that. So yeah, a classic book. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I speak a lot to supply chain organizations uh, around the world, you know, virtual, whatever. And I always leave a couple of references and say, here, if you want to know about supply chain, and that's one of them, the goal. And yeah. I think I, I think I just found another one that I can add to my presentation. You got to you got to read the goal and you got to read uh, FIFO saves the day. So <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, but the goal exciting. is a classic. I love like that is not only one of my favorite business books, but probably just one of my favorite books. Yeah, it's it's very novelistic as well. I mean, it's easy to read. You don't have to know supply chain to read or be interested in supply chain. So, but that so that's good. I'm I'm glad that explains a little bit about your your back your mentality in terms of writing the book and why you've written them. So that's good. Where can people get these books? I I saw, I think Amazon. I saw it on Amazon. It's available yep. on Kindle. Yep, it's available. Um, both the paperback and the Kindle version are available on Amazon, um, at least in the U.S. and Canada. And then internationally, or I mean, also if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can buy it directly from Gumroad and get the paperback or the ebook version there. But probably the easiest way to find them is by going to www.supply-jane.com. Um, actually, three W's, www.supply-jane.com. <laughs> I thought maybe in Switzerland they had a different approach to it. <laughs> And I see we'll come to that in a moment. Yeah. So so speaking of Switzerland, tell me a little bit about you. I mean, the book's a good read without knowing the author, but I think the author adds a bit of credibility to it. So what what about what about Megan? I mean, are are you supply Jane or I'm not exactly supply Jane. Now I am an author and a speaker and I do communications consulting, so professional communications, but I did spend about 10 years in the corporate world in supply chain or kind of supply chain adjacent roles, doing everything from reducing grain loss along inbound um, barley supply chains. Then I did some, I worked on a couple of super interesting projects within the beer brewing industry, how to um, reuse byproducts, um, turn those into something more useful. And then I worked, I moved a little more towards analytics towards the, um, the end of my corporate career, working on um, like demand forecasting for super perishable products, which is where the um, interest in FIFO or kind of the obsession with FIFO came in. So I was always really, I was super interested in the data and kind of the stories that, you know, the numbers could tell. 
And then I realized though that the numbers only ever tell half of the story. And um, I started focusing more on the, the stories that data doesn't tell. And the more human side, the more communications focus side, the messaging side. And so now I, like I said, I'm a, I've moved sort of out of the corporate world into helping people to, to tell, to make their messages more simplified, you know, and this is part of what I do with, with supply chain is take somewhat complex concepts, simplify them, tell the story around them, make them a lot more um, engaging and accessible. I was going to say that translates well into the way you wrote, or at least the way you presented the story that I read. So that, that explains a lot. Yeah. And I do, as you mentioned, I do live in Switzerland. So that's, I, I have an MBA in operations management and then actually started a PhD in operations management as well and ended up not finishing the PhD because I decided not to go into, I didn't want to be a professor. But before I left the PhD program, I met my husband who happens to be Swiss. And so that's how I, I made it across the ocean. So, so the, the PhD, I like to say I got a really good base of statistical knowledge plus a husband. So it wasn't a complete yeah. loss. As long as you're <laughs> lear learning and meeting people along the way, that's great. <laughs> and when you were in the States, you were in Minnesota, is that right? Minnesota, yes. Which, is, which exactly. is basically the Switzerland of the United States. So isn't that where they have a lot of the Nordic type people up there? I think so. Yeah, well, there's a lot of, um, I, I like to say that except for the mountains, Switzerland looks a lot like Northern Minnesota. Yeah. The, yeah. A lot of the landscape, the trees, the um, the flora is similar. So do you have anything longer term? I mean, what's your roadmap for the next topic? I know we talked about supply chain clears the way. Anything after that? Or it's, it's proprietary and you don't want to give away all your competitive intel? No, it's not proprietary. In fact, I'm toying with, I've got a couple of ideas for the third book in the supply chain adventures. Like supply chain is in all of the headlines. It's such a hot topic these days. So it's almost like I've got too many topics to choose from. I'm thinking about, I think the bullwhip effect, that would be cool. I need to figure out kind of how to do it. Um, last mile logistics would be interesting or something kind of multimodal, just because I think once you've seen the illustrations, um, you'll know that I think Aneta would do an amazing job with piggyback and birdie back and fishy back. And um, I would love to just kind of see what all of the sketches she comes up with are. But if any of your listeners have ideas for yeah. the next book, I would love to hear them. If they've got strong opinions, I'm open. I'm all ears. I was going to say my listeners, heck, I'll just, I'll send you a page right now. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. And I've got to, and I've got to drop an, a wow for you because a wow, W-O-W, fishy back, all that stuff. That's impressive. Not a lot of people would know that stuff. So that's good. I like Thank that. you. Yeah. And, that, and that's, and I, I teach supply chain to adults post post college or post high school and those are the concepts we talk about so you're you're speaking my language although you're from switzerland so <laughs> good well that's exciting anything else uh, i mean before we wrap down i mean we're wrapping down anything else before we go that you want to share or enlighten us with um i can't think of anything additional i hope this i hope this wasn't boring i know that's <laughs> a you know it's a kind of a high bar um, and that's what I love about, you know, supply chain doesn't have to be boring. And I think that's, I think you certainly know that. That's another kind of fun element of 
the books is that there are all these topics that people sort of, you know, you think at first glance, they're going to be dry, they're going to be boring, they're going to be complex, and they don't have to be. And you sprinkle in a little story, add in some dragons, a couple of cute pictures, and you can make anything fun and show, you know, show kind of the interesting personality of any career, any domain, any function. Well, it's, yeah, as I, I, I said throughout, I'm just a I'm impressed with, with what you're doing. I mean, just taking the initiative. One is having an idea, and two is taking the initiative to do it. And how you're trying to, you know, you know, increase and get more females involved in the STEM programs, get families talking, whatever it is. There's a lot of messages here I think people can take away, let alone it's just teaching kids kind of, you know, things that happen around them every day and that they may take for granted, you know, like going to the grocery store. Stuff just, just doesn't show up. Yeah. So, so that's neat. So how can... Yeah. How can people get in touch with you if they want? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram under M Preston Meyer, M-P-R-E-S-T-O-N-M-E-Y-E-R, and also on LinkedIn under Megan Preston Meyer. Um, and again, the books you can find out more at www.supply-jane.com. And again, thank you for your time today, Megan. And, and I, I do encourage everybody, if you're interested in the books, Go out, check out gumroad.com, or you can get there through the website she just mentioned, www.supply-jane.com. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.